0: Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 57 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And
1: I am Jacob Maracle. Jacob,
0: it's nice to see you here today. He's already he's already had me laughing. It's
1: what I do. It's my main function on this podcast.
0: Yeah, it's usually my dumb stuff, but, you know, take <sighs> it where you my, can get it. I it's guess. my
1: area of expertise is dumb stuff. It's what I specialize in.
0: We should smile and be happy now because after this moment... It's getting it's getting
1: dark. Yeah, it's gonna be a dark, dark episode. It's this a week. dark
0: episode. That's it's where my mind has been. Maybe it's everything covered in ice.
1: Well, that doesn't hurt. I mean we did have to skip our episode last week because of all this shit. Yeah, sorry about that,
0: everybody. Real real sad. We were trapped.
1: Don't blame us. It's El Nino's fault.
0: Just thank goodness I live within walking distance of a diner. Whew. Ugh. Just, hot, I needed that hot turkey open face sandwich. You know how good those are? Uh, the gravy oh, on them? How could I not? Oh, man. Those are like the king of sandwiches. I love them so much.
1: Turkey open face. I'll have to keep that
0: Oh, yeah. Mind. With gravy all over the fries?
1: Oh, see. I know what I'm about. Yeah, you're getting into poutine territory. So
0: while we were off, I was like, I'm going to take this lovely, wholesome days off and make it dark, terrible, and full of serial killers. Of course. was <laughs> what it's about. I mean, what so, else do you do? Have you seen, so what we're going to talk about first is on Netflix, so I do apologize that it's not something you can grab at the library right away, but there are other things that you can grab about it, and eventually, yeah. eventually it'll make its way here.
1: It always does.
0: Um, but the first, so Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix, have you seen it?
1: I have seen the first two episodes of it.
0: It's crazy, right? Yeah.
1: Pretty good stuff so far and pretty horrifying when you think about all this uh, holy, Ted Bundy the person.
0: Holy cow. So what it is, it's, it's a look inside the serial killer Ted Bundy's mind. And they have um, a bunch of interviews with him while he's on death row. And there's a lot of um, unseen footage and there's tape recordings and I mean, I feel like it's the most informative and descriptive documentary about Ted Bundy that I've ever seen.
1: I didn't know much about him. Like, some of the stuff I found out was pretty shocking.
0: I didn't know he killed just that many people. Actually, let's just play a quick clip from it. He didn't look like anybody's notion of somebody who would tear apart young girls. My name is Ted Bundy. I've never spoken to anybody about this.
1: I am looking for an opportunity to tell the story as best I can
0: person of this type chooses to dig for a reason. Possession, control, violence. Yeah, so that clip was crazy.
1: So many murders, man.
0: Like, they think they have a number in the 30s, but at one point he was like, no, it would be like triple digits if you really if found you want, everything.
1: If you want to dig into the numbers, like, it's a difference between the actual and the convicted, which is interesting in his Well, case. he
0: wasn't convicted of all of them, no, even well, uh, the ones they, that they know. Yeah, they
1: never are. It's just, you just got to get them for one or two and you're done.
0: But it really, it gives you chills because there's a real insight into his mind without, you know, really spoiling anything is is they're talking to him and he's obviously not just admitting things, but they do this kind of interesting ploy on him in it where they're like, okay, Ted, but since you studied psychology, what do you think the killer was feeling yeah, and like that's all he needed to open up and be like well i think that the killer felt this and this and did this because of this thus kind of explaining his own rationale without saying that it's him so it's really fascinating it's
1: the same thing it's like the oj simpson if um if i did it book that came out the infamous copy it's exactly the same idea, that.
0: exactly but i didn't but if it did if it didn't but it didn't but yeah just
1: saying if it did happen
0: so while watching that it made me think of this book that i had read a while ago which really fit in which is called the psychopath test which is a journey through madness through the madness industry by john ronson so it's really interesting because it discusses a lot the mind of a psychopath which once you kind of get a grasp on that watching the ted bundy tapes i was like oh yeah i have like a better understanding of where he's coming from because of the way that that the mind works so in the book by John Ronson. He talks to
1: friend of the show, by the way.
0: He yes, actually, it's mild friend of the show. Um, but he talks to a psycholo- um psychologist who's convinced that not even just these serial killers, but there's a lot of important CEOs and politicians that he feels are, in fact, psychopaths. And he teaches Ronson how to spot these individuals by looking for these little telltale verbal and nonverbal cues. And he's kind of created a test that you can give to people with these questions. It reminds me of, like, Blade Runner. of oh. like You know, they have the, the empathy test.
1: If, if, are you in a forest or are you in the mountains?
0: I mean, it's it's kind of like that. And so John Ronson takes this with his new, like, psycho path spotting abilities and he ends up spending time with all these different sorts of people he has like a death squad leader there's like a ceo um a patient in an asylum for the criminally insane and it is just really fascinating the way that they answer things the way that their mind works um yeah but anyway so after i watched the ted bundy tapes i put on our new twitter at All Booked Up Pod. is um, Twitter in <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> yeah, and on it. the internet. Um, but I had put about how John Ronson's book was so informative in me watching this. And then John Ronson retweeted it and said, um, oh, well, if you're thinking about psychopaths, what about Richard Matt from Escape at Mora Which I had not seen. <laughs> so then...
1: Local story, as a matter of fact.
0: Absolutely local story. Yeah, not available yet in the library. I do apologize, but they're getting there. It's just that they're they're new, they're really fresh, and we just want to talk about them while they're on our mind. But you have seen Escape at Dannemora.
1: I have. Very good uh, Showtime series.
0: Holy cow, that series is so good. Make a note that when that comes out, you have to watch it. And the local... I mean, our oh, poor, yeah. poor Tonawanda friend who suffered in the, in the making of this.
1: I mean, you just need to look. If you're even questioning, you just have to look at the talent behind the show. You got Benicio Del Toro, Patricia Arquette, and Paul Dano yes. in front of the camera. And then you got Ben Stiller directing the whole thing.
0: Yeah, so if you're not familiar with the story, if you don't remember, it's about an employee at a prison in upstate New York. Her name is Tilly Mitchell. That's who Patricia Arquette amazingly plays. Oh,
1: she's a- <laughs> always amazing holy
0: cow she's incredible in this role Um, and then she becomes romantically involved with a pair of inmates which was Richard Matt and David Sweat played by Benicio and Paul Dano and then she helps them escape so it's a mini series it was just so well done it was kind of the perfect mystery to really showcase the talented cast I felt and yeah Ben Stiller he did such a good job.
1: Yeah, he he gets what you do with this kind of thing. It's a character sh- movie, um, show movie, whichever one. So basically, if you just get yourself some good actors, you just kind of point the camera at them and let them do their thing, which is yes. a lot of what he does here, and it works. Wonderfully. It works so well. It's like there are some scenes with Panista de Toro just in the first episode, um, where you're looking at the guy and he goes from being like you know blase, whatever doesn't really matter, to like if he starts getting a little aggravated, you can just feel. Just with like a look or a body stance, like the whole mood change. I'm like, ooh, things just got real serious and dangerous And the kind
0: of the lack of empathy and the sort of faking emotions because you know this is how people around you expect you to react, which I got all from that John Ronson Mm -hmm. book of like, oh, this is really – like you can really tell when someone has these sort of psychopathic qualities um, but yeah so that's really great and also because i'm new at twitter and everything is really exciting to me i did tweet about that and ben stiller liked that we said he did a good job so well, i think i think we we made ben stiller's day that's I mean, what i think
1: i think there's no doubt about it i'm not <laughs> saying that we are up for a part in tropic thunder too, <laughs> but it's possible <laughs> you, you know you just got to keep uh,
0: but it's really—I was really excited that um, that the Twitter worked out so well that it led me to something that was so very good. Yeah, and, and
1: you know, it led led you not only to getting the the Ben Stiller likes and everything, but it's leading you from like one thing you're watching, the Ted Bundy, that it leads you through an author, famous one at that, to like go check out this other show and this other story that you're going to. Yeah,
0: enjoy. it's really it's really great. Which then just kind of made me think of all of the crazy serial killer things that I've seen and read that are out there. There There's so many. And then I thought that is what we should talk about today. We should get dark and dirty. It's what we specialize in, both the dark and the dirty. I actually think maybe we'll even make it a two-part episode and we can talk about real serial killer, like movies that are based on real people, and then maybe next week some of the best films that are just...
1: Craziness? Yeah, well, that's probably a good idea because we could do... Do a whole time on just the fake ones. Yeah. Not even get into the real ones. So I think that's a good idea. There's a
0: lot of stuff out there. But because we started with Ted Bundy, the the thing I'm going to go into first off is a book, a super famous book called The Stranger Beside Me, the shocking inside story of serial killer Ted Bundy by Ann Rule, who's considered America's best true crime writer. She has a lot of books. If you've never read anything by Miss Rule. Um, But the story is that, so in 1971, she met Ted Bundy at a Seattle crisis clinic, and they developed a friendship and a correspondence that would span the rest of his life. And she had no idea, you know, when they went their separate ways as friends, that their paths would cross again under this like... Shocking circumstances as he is arrested for multiple murders.
1: As you saw in that documentary, I I don't think anybody kind of really saw this one coming. I mean, good-looking guy. He's a political consultant. They had a couple things of him being on the news. Oh, very
0: charming, educated. Like not what you what you expect. And then
1: you find out oh, just a hundred times uh, over, murder. Yeah. Zero empathy about the whole scenario.
0: Possibly. They know of like 32, but it's really creepy that he seems to allude that there's more. But it's a, the book is great. It's a really compelling firsthand account of not just her relationship with Bundy, but also, you know, his life, his complicated childhood, the entire media circus um, around his trial. And yeah, it's really great. It's really intimate. And you kind of share in her feelings of, like, her growing horror as she discovers that, you know, oh, her childhood friend is one of America's most notorious serial killers. I
1: mean, just try to, like, wrap your head around that kind of shock. What if you found out tomorrow, Michelle, that I have killed over 62 people or something like that? Well. Very specific number. Don't know why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) What if you happen to find that out tomorrow? like I think it it would throw you for a loop, I'm sure.
0: It would. I think I'd really question all the times we hung out together. Like Like I really...
1: Like you made it out.
0: But then I'd be like, aw, nice guy didn't kill me. Yeah, he didn't murder me. Hey, bud. Hey.
1: He liked me after all.
0: Friendship (laughs) is what that is. But So that is a bunch of stuff to kind of start with. It's all uh, really good. I feel like people... Whether you know it or not, you do love true crime. Like, people just do. It's as one you, of those things that we're all kind of drawn to.
1: As you get older, you just fi- your dial finds, like, the true crime network. And oh, and you, you never want to turn like, it <laughs> off.
0: Like, it's on forever.
1: Like, oh, we're doing I mean, think one.
0: of Dateline. Like, I will put those on sometimes just on, like, YouTube to just listen to them. Like, while I'm doing things. Like, I don't even have to watch it. I just like hearing the stories.
1: Yeah, and they're always horrifying. There's well, never a fun true crime Spouses
0: story. stop killing spouses because that's pretty much every episode
1: that is what
0: stop the, it, it. What they, just leave them
1: it's what they call the nancy gray special it's, <laughs> just the
0: it's really rough it's really it's no good i mean um, Andrew and I have discussed, like, if something happens to one of us, the other one, just run away, because you're going to go to jail for it, whether you did I mean, it or not.
1: Yeah, that's the first person they look at as a spouse. I'm like, we just might as well just go yeah, to the cell now, guy. Bye.
0: <laughs> so, okay, do you have something you want to recommend? I have so much stuff for us to talk about. Uh, you know what?
1: For, why don't you go ahead and give another one, because you usually get the more books. I throw out more books. Okay, I, ca-
0: I will do another book, because it is the number one true crime bestseller, of all time, with 7 million copies sold. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Let's see if you can figure it out. Uh, The life story of Walt Disney. (laughs) You're, You're a messed up person. So about the summer of 1969, we're in Los Angeles. A series of brutal, seemingly random murders captured headlines across America. A famous actress and her unborn child, an heiress to a coffee fortune, a supermarket owner, and his wife, we're among the seven victims. What book am I talking about here?
1: Uh, is, would that be uh, Helter Skelter? Oh,
0: The True Story of the Manson Murders by Vincent Bugliosi and Kurt Gentry. The
1: only man that was able to steal a thing invented by the Beatles and make it his own. Because now that's what everybody thinks about is Helter Skelter is...
0: It is kind of crazy.
1: Good old Chuck.
0: They didn't even. They didn't even spell it right, too, when they when they wrote it around um
1: they spelled it right now
0: but so Bugliosi was the prosecuting attorney in the manson trial so the book is his totally enthralling account of how he built the case the meticulous detective work that went into the whole thing and you know kind of everything that happened in the tate la bianca murders um and everything you know that they know about charles manson the the would-be pop singer yeah. Living the, with his lovely family in the desert.
1: The most <laughs> famous serial killer of all time, uh, even though he never really killed anybody. Charles I know that's, that's what's always that's fact. what's
0: always crazy about it.
1: I was talking to my friend the other day. She had actually didn't know who Charles Manson was. Like never heard of him before. What? So it was like I was trying to describe what? it. Yeah. How can that be? Just. Even
0: just in pop culture, (laughs) his name would come up.
1: Well, not from, uh, she's not from Buffalo. So, uh, or not from Buffalo, not from America, period. Oh, okay. Well,
0: that helps a little.
1: A little bit. But still, I was like, wow, he's so ridiculously famous here that it's weird to me when people find out. But it's like weird when you think about like, I had to explain he didn't actually kill anybody, but he went to jail for seven first degree murders. Yeah. Interesting, not fun weird thing like,
0: fun is fun is an inaccurate word i'm gonna well, take that one
1: back i mean okay but interesting is good there's been like a weird it's america so you know it that is probably the answer to my question but there's been like a real renaissance in the serial killer stuff lately charles manson the next tarantino movie is based around the manson murders hmm I
0: didn't know that. Oh, and they have that new Ted Bundy film is coming out with Zac Zac Efron.
1: Netflix just bought that, so that's going to be a Netflix movie. Okay. Yeah, the next Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, stars DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, and it's about... Like, the circus and the media around the Manson murders. Manson's in it. It's the same guy who played him on Million Hunter, which or may not come up with. Um, oh, either. that's coming up. But, yeah, they got DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. Margo- I did
0: see pictures of that. Their 70s outfits are gorgeous. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, how <laughs> just could they gorgeous. not? Or
1: then you're just getting, you know, you're looking at DiCaprio and Pitt and you're like, oh gorgeous it's true but the, also but then also like gorgeous. margot Roby's gonna be in there as she, uh, okay. sharon tate al pacino it's a tarantino movie so oh it's margot
0: that's a good sharon tate yeah
1: so it's like it's amazing all of a sudden the fascination that america seems to have with serial killers and sort of
0: i think it's always been there
1: a little bit, but it's like they're a little it, whitewashing what they actually did to make them like, well, this is sexy Charles Manson is going to be in this movie. It's I'm true.
0: Kidding. They do like to add a little bit of that when you're like, no, it's all just really, it's all just really dark and tragic. Yeah, it's all, it all should be horrible. This is yeah. not
1: fun stuff here.
0: But I will be seeing them.
1: Oh, so, you know, speaking of newish, have you um, seen this other Netflix show since we're going to go through there, uh, Hunter. Oh, man.
0: Did the, I see Mindhunter? The, the
1: David Fincher Netflix series.
0: I don't even think I realized it was David Fincher, but of course it is. Yeah,
1: I mean, you couldn't tell by the filter that they had slapped over the top of that?
0: I I do know. Did they? Oh, that is true. Yeah, it is very like David, David Fincher. David
1: Fincher filter.
0: I know that it's also based on the book. There's a book, Mindhunter Inside the FBI's Elite Serial Crime Unit by Johnny oh. Douglas and Mark Olshaker, which I, is the, like based on the people in I the show. I did not
1: know that it was a book.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that saying. show. All right. Yeah,
1: that works. So it's basically a show that deals with you know, finding serial killers. The like people, the profilers behind it, um, the stories behind them. There is like a Charles Manson story in there, you know, the actual Charles Manson. Um the guy who's playing him in the Tarantino movies, the same one from oh, the Oh, from that show. that's
0: what you were saying. Yeah, so it's yeah, the, a weird combo. The author of the book, the investigator, Johnny Douglas. It's like kind of spans his, I think, 25 year career is what it's supposed to do, as um, in the FBI investigative supportive unit where he used psychological profiling for the first time to delve into the minds of the country's most notorious serial killers and criminals.
1: Which, as we know, launches the whole true crime thing that we were just discussing, those popular popular yeah shows it really and did real it, popular books it's so country, interesting
0: too. to see like the origin of serial killer like where it came from and they have really like chilling details um as they go in and interview these criminals talking about these really gruesome things that they did and these really fascinating and challenging cases that they deal with on the show
1: Right. And they get into there's some very varied ones, and they dark are, show theres some real <laughs> dark ones. like dark some of the show. killers, you're just like, ooh, they're not romanticizing this guy at all. This guy's just a and creeper, Ed Gain a is like
0: in everything. oh, we, and well, he's so big and creepy <sighs>
1: we We can get into specifics about that guy next week because for our fake one because that dude is just every serial killer you see in movies nowadays has basically got some part of him. In
0: that story. Ed, in Ed Gain.
1: What a horror! Oh, wait. No,
0: guy. you know what I'm actually thinking? Yes, that is true. But I feel like the serial killer that they talk to a lot in Mindhunter is... Is that Ed Kemper?
1: It might be. I can't
0: remember. I can't think... I can't think which one's the really huge, tall one.
1: Um, Well, then, you know, it's probably... There's just so many Ed of Kemper them. Because Ed Gain was more of the, the short, stocky... Okay, then guy. it's
0: Ed Kemper. But they probably talked to... I'm sure they Gain did. Too.
1: So, just such a good, creepy show. Uh, not Not taking the any kind of like shine to what these guys actually are at all they they're showing them in a very stark horrifying manner and it's really guys.
0: fascinating the serial killers are interested to talk to the FBI because they're like oh I'm helping I'm going to be a part of history like my name's gonna live on even longer because I'm gonna be part of this investigative team that changes the way that the FBI works from this point forward and they like they love it
1: I mean yeah if you look at it it's a problem that they have nowadays reporting like um, like murders and shootings that happen now is that they they don't want to put out the name of the person because the person could be doing it just to become famous. Yeah, and the get their name out there. So <sighs> like it's a real fine line, but like you have to get into the story because people need or want to know. But you don't want to glorify it or make it seem like it was a cool or awesome thing to do, which is a problem sometimes, Yeah, frankly. it's a fine
0: line that they have to walk. No, that show's great. So now that we're talking about Fincher, because he's great at everything, and we'll talk about him next week, too. Be, we could
1: do whole episodes on Fincher. But too.
0: we, So we have to talk about one of my favorite, one of his films, the gut-wrenching and anxiety-ridden uh, Zodiac.
1: Oh, I, I love Zodiac. I was so, just watching it. It's back It's back out. I, I was act- just, watching I was just
0: about to grab it. It was checked out um, from the library yesterday, and I was like, darn it i really want to i really want to grab it so well, you know
1: michelle you're lucky because there's 37 no. other branches <laughs> from the library that you could request from
0: wow and they'll send it some, to me
1: right to wherever library you want there's what? even a bookmobile coming to meet what you what
0: an institution they're all, I mean, what an institution buffalo and Erie
1: county public library <laughs> they're right on top of it folks
0: it's really great so zodiac it's based on the true story of the notorious cel- serial killer um and the the intense manhunt that he inspired. The film, it has an outstanding ensemble cast. That, I, mean, I think, is what it's really known for. I
1: mean, yeah, just everybody.
0: Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Robert uh, Downey Jr.
0: Mark Ruffalo.
1: And then... Uh, Chloe
0: Zvegny is in it. Yeah,
1: John Carroll Lynch, who <sighs> is always great in everything. He as, really is. As the, you know, quote-unquote, as the Zodiac, you know, depending. Is he? Is
0: yeah, he the Zodiac?
1: I think he is. I think I pretty much know. But, but
0: it's interesting <laughs> because it's... It's a really kind of haunting examination of not of like these twin obsessions, like this the one man's obvious desire to kill people and be a serial killer, sure. but another's quest for the truth because he really becomes obsessed with finding out who the zodiac is.
1: Yeah, that's the, like everybody comes obsessed to different levels, but like just. The way that Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Robert Graysmith, uh, the one who writes the book that the movie was based on, mm-hmm. um, just basically it becomes like an all-consuming part of his life. Like it affected his marriage, his growing up with kids, because he, he just needed to find out the story. And even like
0: how unsatisfying for him.
1: Yeah, and even as he's watching like – like the Mark Ruffalo is a uh, detective Tashi or Toski, I forget how to pronounce it. Um, he eventually gives up on it and is like, we're not going to find this guy. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s um, character, he's just becomes like a drug addict and um, trying not to think about all the horrible stuff that he knows about this case and the fact they're not going to catch the guy. Mm-hmm. And then even through all this thing, it's just a show of Jake Gyllenhaal just continually following on the leads and just continuing to push through. To try to find out the truth.
0: He's definitely unraveling. Oh, yeah. Which Jake plays so well. It's like, oh, unraveling character, not totally stable.
1: Yeah, it's right in his wheelhouse. See his Netflix movies or you can watch Nightcrawler and you just see him being all sorts of nuts.
0: Yeah. You know, because we brought this up, I'm going to bring one um, I wasn't sure I was going to get to. But just because we kind of talked about the obsessive part that. You know, finding this killer and you can get really drawn into it. I want to mention the book that was hugely popular a couple of years ago that I'll Be Gone in the Dark One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer by M- Michelle McNamara. You know what I'm talking about? No. She was Patton Oswald's wife.
1: Oh, I know that. I know the story behind her.
0: Yeah. So she, okay. So for more than 10 years, the The story of this Golden State killer, there was like a mysterious and violent predator. He committed um, 50 sexual assaults in Northern California before moving south, where he then uh, perpetrated like 10 sadistic murders. So, and then he disappeared. And he eluded capture by, like, multiple different police forces and some of the best detectives in the area. So it's like three decades later, Michelle McNamara is a true crime journalist. And she created this popular website, TrueCrimeDiary.com, because she was so determined to find this psychopathic killer that she called the golden state killer and she like poured over police reports and interviewed victims and just embedded herself in online communities that were as obsessed with this case as she was this was like her world so she's writing this book and she's like really uncovering things that are like getting closer and closer to finding out who this person was and then she died yeah like in her sleep like I think it was a a poor mix of um Medicine of painkillers or something and sleeping aids and so it's like so unbelievably tragic. It was just at the end of the book, which I think Patton Oswald ends up just finishing up for her. But the the most like I really hope that she knew as she was completing that that she really had uncovered it because in April twenty
1: eighteen yeah they caught they, the guy they
0: caught the guy they yeah. solved the case and I it's like she I hope she knew. That oh. it was going to happen because it's even more heartbreaking to think that she put her, like, life's work into this and doesn't know that he got caught.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she knew that, like, just how close she got. And he's like, I am certain that this is the guy at this point. Like, I, I mean, amazing.
0: She did amazing.
1: I, it's incredible when you think about, like, all the work. Like, you actually... And it's weird that sometimes this happens. Like you just get so obsessed about something and then eventually it just cracks. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I kept
0: digging into it over and over. So that is an awesome book. um, Totally worth worth checking out. There's other books about the Golden State Killer, too, that I've heard are really good. Um, I haven't. Yeah, but why bother with it. It's
1: like with Zodiac. You you read you read the Graysmith book. You just read the one about the most famous person that, you know, for a fact, you know, pretty much figured it out. Like that's the one you want to. That's what i to get to. So that's that that's you know that one.
0: Should I mention one more and then we'll save all the rest for next week? What do you think? Yeah, let's sneak let's one more let's in. Bust out a real one. Because it's it's such a good one. Um but monster.
1: Oopsie, see, you're reading my mind there. Right? I knew that's where you were going. We
0: couldn't not mention um Charlie's here. So this is inspired by the true story of Aileen. Uh, Wuornos sure. Wuornos sure so it. so played by Charlize Theron which no one will ever forget that role and how she looked and how she embodied it it's totally crazy oh but I
1: think for sure nobody's gonna forget it no I mean best
0: work. oh my goodness but the, the story is about a woman so Aileen was someone who survived a brutal and abusive childhood in Michigan and she became kind of like a thick-skinned but emotionally damaged adult and then she's homeless most of her life and then she ends up living by working as a street prostitute and then one night a john supposedly attacks her and she pulls a gun and she kills him Mm -hmm. and i think when you're watching it the first murder can kind of be categorized as self-defense
1: sure the way it's shown in the yes
0: but then just her loathing in general for men who pay her for sex becomes so extreme She just begins killing customers just regardless of their behavior.
1: Yeah, it kind of turns from like maybe possibly slightly understandable to just you're just flat out. Now she's just kind
0: of lost it. But then it's always one of those where you look at a childhood and you look at the whole picture and you're like, I under you have to go to jail. But I don't know that I'm gonna be here judging you. Yeah, I just I just don't know. There's like, a lot definitely, of
1: factors. You're definitely going to jail. Like let's let's start. You can't the really here. exist
0: yeah. on the streets with the rest of us because yeah. stuff didn't really work you out.
1: You need to be held responsible. But for But Charlize
0: this. does a good job of making her human, but being really accurate to her too. So they're not just trying to play on sympathy. You kind of see it the way that it probably went down, and that is why she won the Academy Award. Very deservingly. So deservingly. Oh. I haven't seen one. that movie in a while because I'm like, it's a it's such a downer. It's not one that you're like, Ooh, I think I'll throw that on tonight with some popcorn. But if you haven't seen it, absolutely have to. Yeah.
1: And, you know, it's got it's a movie that's got like a big pedigree to it because it's also directed by Patty Jenkins Mm -hmm. who is uh in case you don't know is the director of uh the original Wonder Woman and Mm -hmm. the new one also the first female director I found this out to ever have a movie budget over 150 million dollars
0: for Wonder Woman
1: yeah she's the (laughs) biggest budgeted director ever and she's going to get a bigger one for this one so that's great yeah it's amazing when you think about like
0: I like when people kind of maybe take their time and pick their pick their films of yeah. like, oh, this I really want to do because I have the vision, not just I'm just going to create this because someone picked me. And look what you get. You get really great films.
1: You mean somebody using artistic integrity <laughs> I mean, license? It's a cr- crazy talk. Well, I never. Uh, All right,
0: why don't you do a couple plugs before I tell us some really gross and disturbing stats about oh, serial killers?
1: <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> So everything that you hear about us talk about here on All Booked Up is gonna be available at your local library. There's thirty seven branches.
0: Unless it's on Netflix still. Yeah. And then it'll be here eventually. It'll be here eventually. <laughs> okay. It'll be on its way.
1: <laughs> um looking through all your county. Uh, come on down, let us know what you want, pick up some come stuff. Down. Check it out. You can come check us out on Twitter as well. At please All do. All booked up. Pod. Yeah.
0: If you if you do listen, please follow us on Twitter. We have pictures. We have some stats. Will come up. Books that we like. Movies that we like. You
1: can chat directly with us, and we will respond. One hundred. Just Jacob and
0: I hanging out at a bandits game. Who doesn't want that in yeah. their life? <laughs> we, made,
1: we made the jumbotron. We, we
0: did make the jumbotron. We felt we felt pretty good about it. Okay, you ready for some creep? I'm creep, always creep ready. Stuff?
1: If there's one thing I enjoy, it's creepy stuff.
0: So this one, so I don't know if you know of Rodney Alcala. Nope. Killer. And he was nicknamed the dating game killer because this guy While he was in the midst of this very famous killing spree, he's just going around killing, he was a contestant on a dating game (laughs) show during the midst of it. Really? Yes. So this woman was paired with him on the show, and then later she refused to go on a date with him because she said he just came off as way too creepy.
1: That's (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious. You know what? Good
0: judgment. The dating game
1: has all sorts of fun little things. Did you ever see the clip of John Hamm on the dating game? No. Oh, you okay. need to look that up. That will, is that's that I'll is a check treat. All
0: right, here this one's getting now. I'm going. I'm going low again. This is real. This is real bad. But that was high. That like, was high. <laughs> that was like a better one. So Joey, the cannibal Whoa. Methney, Whoa. Okay, that's a killer. I don't know about. I can't see. I do. So he was the owner of a food stand. Uh-oh. And also a killer. Okay. And he would often mix the flesh of his victims with the meat of cows and then serve it to his customers.
1: Delightful.
0: In an interview, though, he said that if you mix them together, nobody can tell the it difference. It all tastes <laughs> like
1: chicken to me. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's not wrong.
0: How do you know- He's not wrong. Well, do you know what he was like? You've got to do
1: a good flesh to Scrope. beef ratio. Like, you get three to, three to one. And it's be gross. It's gr-
0: gross. Sound. And then this one. So we were talking about Ed Kemper. Ed, known as the co-Ed killer. Um, he killed many people. And I think what was it? Eight. I think he confessed to killing eight people. Um, But anyway, so in 1973, he is serving his prison sentence um, for terrible murder. And while he was there, he narrated several books on tape for the blind. Oh. And yeah, he was also in charge of the program at the prison, which was benefiting the blind. And he won two (laughs) awards for his service.
1: Oh boy. (laughs) See, there's got to be some kind of disqualifying factor there, I would imagine. Like, you're in jail. You know what? You're not going to qualify. a
0: real nice guy. (laughs) He killed eight people, but he's helping the blind.
1: I'm the winner for one fish, two fish, red fish, (laughs) blue fish.
0: Okay, so dumb. Okay, so that is our show. Just a reminder, when the Academy Awards are coming up, our episode is going to air late that day. So the Academy Awards are the 24th of February. So the, um, That sounds about right. Our episode on the 25th, we're going to come in super early that morning to talk about the winners. Again, if you want to send us your voice memos about what you loved this year, please do. I didn't have any this week. I am crying, so make me feel better next week. Send me some of your memos and yeah thanks so much for listening we'll catch you next time bye